You ready to get into the word? Okay, great. So in the 1970s, um, the Mexican army and the DEA, which is kind of the anti-drug organization of the USA, are we on? <laughs> uh, so they, they joined together to uh, cut down, to kind of uh, close up this drug cartel that was creating havoc in both Mexico and in the US. So they were trying for months, you know, to find how do we break into this group? How do we squash this group? And once they, during their surveillance, they found this young, good-looking guy. Um, his name was Manuel. So they kept watching him. You know, we've seen the movies. We know how they track them. So they kept tracking the guy, tracking the guy, waiting for a chance to grab him. But they couldn't find him doing anything wrong, even though they knew he was part of the group. So one day what they did was they just went in. He was driving on the road. They just, you know, put the police cars out, grabbed the guy, took him into um, kind of a dungeon. They started beating the guy up and saying, okay, who's in charge of this? And he kept saying, I don't know, I don't know. They kept beating the guy, beating the guy up. And then suddenly he realized, like, two weeks ago, there was an American uh, agent who came up to him, gave him his card, and just said, if you want to talk, call me. Because the American agent knew who he was, and he knew who the American agent was. He just said, if you want to talk, call me. And while he was getting beaten up black and blue, he suddenly remembered, hey, I remember Mac. And he says, I want to talk to Mac, call Mac. So the Mexican army stopped beating him up and they called Mac. So Mac walks in and he says, I told you to call me if you want to talk, so what do you want to say? He then says, he, he remembers, you know, sometimes it takes to get a beating to remember things, you know, to bring them up for men. And he said, hey, you know, Mac, I'm not just a Mexican citizen, I'm also an American citizen. And Mac, you know, everything just comes to a stop. And Mac says, you're an American citizen? He says, yes, you know, I'm half and half, so I have both passports. And then Mac says, stop all of this. We need to let him go. And the Mexican army is like, whoa, 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 what do you, what do you mean, let him go? He's our source to, you know, ending this whole thing. He says, yes, he's our source to ending this whole operation, but he's an American citizen. American citizen cannot be held without a lawyer, you know, without the phone call, without a lawyer, he cannot be held illegally. And as much as Mac, the DEA agent, wanted to end this case, but just because he knew that Manuel was an American, he had a passport, he had to let him go. Right? Uh, advantages of being an American citizen? Uh, let's talk about Indian citizens. I think we've got a few Indians, so maybe <laughs> I hope I don't offend anyone, but um, I think this happened somewhere in the 90s, you know. Uh, there was a ship carrying different nationalities. Uh, they got caught by Somali pirates. Of course, Somalian pirates called up all of the consulates and said, hey, you want your people back? You know, you gotta pay this or, you know, sign something, blah, blah, blah. So they were able to make uh, agreements with, uh, you know, all of the countries. Except they had 12 Indians down there. <laughs> they called the Indians, there was no reply. What happened because the Indians were from different parts of India. So the federal government said, hey, okay, you guys from this state, you gotta cough up, you gotta pay so much. You guys from, you know, that state, you gotta pay so much. Now, while this internal bickering was happening, the Somalian pirates had to keep feeding the, the Indian guys. And there came a time where they said, you know what, keeping the Indian uh, uh, guys as hostages down here is actually costing us. Because we gotta feed these guys. You know what? They put them on a motorboat and said, 
just find some <laughs> Indian ship around there, guys. All the best. Bye. And the Indian guys went. So the question is, I don't know, is it better being an Indian or American? Uh, so yeah, just in case, I gave it away. The title of my message is uh, Citizenship, right? Uh, I'm guessing most of us have been in the UAE for quite a while. Now, uh, there's talk, finally, of us probably getting UAE passports. I mean, we've known a few years, right? And they said that, uh, I think, I don't know if anyone here has a golden visa. Anyone with a golden visa here? No one. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. Well, he's, he's doing that in faith, yeah? So they said that if you have the golden visa, that's, you know, a step to getting the passport. So, you know. And again, for us down here who don't have uh, those pa uh, the Emirati passports, you would have noticed that for anything you apply for, you've got to give a, co a copy of your passport, right? Because I'm thinking, I I've been here for 25 years, I must have given a million copies of my passport. You know, I, I don't know where they are. But uh, why do, you know, when you apply, let's say, for, uh, for your phone, why do they need your passport? Because it identifies who you are. You know, I, uh, in, in one of the companies I worked for, I had uh, identical twin brothers. And I think this rule was because of them. Now, these were awesome guys, but they were identical. They used to actually share a gym membership. <laughs> and uh, true story, that one brother, uh, he was out of town, so the other brother actually took his driving test. <laughs> but now we have, you know, uh, retina scans and stuff like that, so you can't do it. Actually, does anyone have any water? So in order for us to know who are we, we need to know Whose are we? Who do we belong to? As we sang right today, we are children of God. Amen? Because our identity, you see, the passport, the citizenship, is kind of your identity. It may not be your identity when you're sitting in your home, but when you're traveling, when you're in a foreign country, you lose that passport. Man, you are in big trouble. You know, that's why when we travel, we all we can leave anything else behind, right? But if you miss your passport, man, you're in trouble. So the passport is our identity, right? So similarly, as children of God, our identity is in Christ. Amen? We are called by him. You know, there's, um, uh, there's uh, I just want to uh, go to two verses. One is uh, Acts 17, uh, 28. Uh, it says, oh, in him we live, we move, and we have our being. You know, and that's something we need to check on a daily basis. You know, are we really moving in him? Because without him, we are nothing. The Bible also says in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So I just want to uh, lay down a couple of lines before, before I try to unpack uh, uh, the message about citizenship. So we understand clearly now that we are children of God, right? And uh, so if I'm going too fast, I would suggest to just take, you know, just take a couple of photos on what's on the screen because I'm not really going to read the word. It, it's probably going to, the message is going to go for too long. So I'm just going to, uh, uh, I'm just going to give you uh, kind of a, a gist of it. So what is our identity? Firstly, we are children of God. And that makes us citizens of heaven. And here comes the interesting thing, right? It says that we 
We're citizens of heaven, which means we are not of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of it. So the point would be, so if I'm a citizen of heaven, then what am I doing here, right? Because I, I used to think when I was, when I got saved uh, at, what is it, 15, 14, I would say, Lord, okay, I'm saved. Take me home. Why am I here, right? I, I want to see your face. I want to be with you. But we have, a, we have a purpose to be on this earth. Each and every one of us sitting down here, you may, some of you may have realized it, some of you, maybe the younger kids haven't yet realized it, but you have a purpose of being here on earth. And the next one is we, no matter what work you do, no matter what your job is, we are ambassadors of Christ. You know, when you, when you uh, go on vacation, right, you see you have these different counters. You know, one is for the normal passports, and then you have the dignitary passports. We are dignitaries. The world just doesn't know it, but we are dignitaries. You know, when you wake up in the morning, just remind you of saying, I am an ambassador of Christ. Amen. And trust me, with that, you will have a different view of who you are. Because, you know, we go into the world every day, and we hear the world telling us who we are. Oh, you're just this, you're just that. Sometimes they may not even say it. Just by their behavior, they can make you feel small, right? But remind yourself every time you wake up in the morning, I am a child of God. I am a citizen of heaven. I am an ambassador of Christ. Just keep speaking that to yourself. And why are we here again? We are all on assignment. Each one of us here, we have an assignment. And what is that assignment? We have the light of God inside of us. Right? For the, the Bible says that we are the light of the world. A city on a hill is not hidden. So each of us, wherever we go, whether you're a student, whether you're currently unemployed, employed, looking for a better job, a businessman, a housewife, uh, whatever you know, you, you, your status is, you are on assignment. And your assignment is, as soon as you wake up from bed, your assignment has already started. You go out there, and it's not even what you say, you know? Because the light is inside of you. Have, have you ever seen in a dark room, even the tiniest of light is visible? Right? So you may think, but I don't really know much about the Bible. Am I, can I really be useful to God? You can. Because God is inside of you. It's not about what you do. Right? Because God is working through you. So, just to wrap up the first point, right? So, what are we? Who are we? It's more, whose are we? Because we belong to God. Amen? Is that clear? And then I, I would go into the next one. So, actually, yes, yeah, just, just, just before that, uh, my daughter, uh, Petra, I think it was about three, no, maybe about four years ago, she came up to, you, to me one day out of the blue, and she said, you know, um... I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what am I supposed to be doing here? You know, so she must have been about five or six or something. And it was really interesting to me, you know, that someone who's five or six is asking, what am I doing down here? Whereas sometimes we go through life not even knowing what we're doing down here. And uh, I, I, I just let, I, I, you know, I told her exactly what I said. You know, you know it was like, you, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But for you to know the plan and the purpose that God has for you, I can't tell you that. You need to go to your creator. You know, it's like if you have a Toyota car, right? And something's wrong with it, with the Toyota car. I don't know if some of you take it to mechanics. Uh, 
in Sharjah. <laughs> but I would say, if you have a problem with your Toyota, take it to Toyota. They will fix that car for you. The same way, if you have a question about your life, don't go to astrologers. Don't even ask your friends, you know. Go to the person who created you. For God created you specifically. See, my purpose here will be different from Ashika's. Even though we serve on the worship team, our purpose will be different here. Our assignment will be different here. Again, let's say Anud and Zeo, right, both students. Their assignment will be different. So don't try to, you know, yes, we're all children of God. We're all citizens of heaven. But each one of you here has your own calling. So don't try to pattern yourself after, let's say you're looking up to, I'm trying to think of a, power of a preacher's name. Let's just say you, you, uh, you listen a lot to Joseph Prince, right? Or Joyce Meyer. Awesome, but don't try to be them. Because God already has one Joseph Prince. God already has one Joyce Meyer. You know, God already has a Fabian, so you don't need to try to be like me. God already has an Anud, right? So, so these things, so, so what we can do from the pulpit is point you in those directions. We can't give you those answers because that can only come through God, right? Through the Holy Spirit. Because our manual, if you want to say, I don't have a Bible on me, it's on my phone, but we all have Bibles on our phones, right? That's where all of the answers lie. So uh, even though it's not part of a message, just, I just feel I need to break this down. So you have the whole word, which is called logos. I'm not sure if it's Greek or Hebrew or German. <laughs> uh, logos. Logos is the entire word of God. But then you have rhema. Rhema is the word of God for that situation. You know, so don't play what I like to call Bible relay, you know. Uh, you know, the relay, the, the Russian relay. Don't pray Bible relay. Don't wake up in the morning and say, Lord, speak to me. And then you come to the part where Judas hung himself. No, you've got to go and find it. You've got to read that Bible, you know. So for us, uh, standing up here, we can point you in that direction, but you need to do the work. You know, you need to find out, um, as a, you, you know you're a child of God, because uh, is anyone here? No, I'll, I'll do that at the end, yeah. So if you're a child of God, you just need to read the Word to find out what God has for you. So now, being a citizen of heaven... You could be asking, uh, is that all? I'm just a child of God, I'm an ambassador, blah, blah, blah. No, you do have benefits, you do have your rights. You know, just like uh, a citizenship of, a norm of any other country in the world, you do have your rights, you do have your benefits. Now, there are a lot of rights and benefits. I can't go through all of them. I'm just going to go through something that I think will identify with all of us right now. So what are my rights and benefits for those asking? So I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about four. The first one is we have the right to live in perfect health. So if any of you here are, you know, let me use the word, battling with the sickness, you don't have to. For the battle has already been won. Amen. You know, we, I, I've said it also sometimes, Christian, oh, I'm battling with this. But actually, we don't have to battle because the battle has already been won. You know, the fight has been fought. The victory has already been won. The Bible says, right, Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes, we are healed. Now, if you're here and you're battling with something, you know, you're really struggling and you think, you know, taking medication, going to doctor, spending money, I want you to know that if you stand on the word of God, you can receive your healing. I have seen it in my life, in my family. 
things where the doctor said, you've got a week to live. You know, my mom, 28 years ago, she went to the doctor and the doctor told her, if we don't operate your liver, you're going to die in a week. You know, it's what it's, my mom's, yeah, let's say, let's say about 30 years, she's still alive and well, no problem with her, with, with her liver. I'm going to I'm going to get to what we need to do uh, at the end. The second one is we have the right to make wealth. You know, I know sometimes in the Christian circle when you talk about wealth, it's like oh, prosperity, gospel, blah blah. The Bible says it. If the Bible says it, it's good enough for us. You know, more than good enough for you, because there's a verse that says that it is God who gives you the power to make wealth. Now, you know, wealthy, not wealthy, it's the amount, it's, it's what matters to you, right? For me, maybe a billion means nothing. But for you, maybe a million means like, oh, the guy's talking about a million. No, wealth is wealth. It's how much do you need to live? How much of money do you want to have? How big of a house you want to have? How big of a car you want to have, right? It's, it's up to you. But you have that, that is your right. And if right now you're struggling with money, I want you to know that that's, it's like manual being beaten up by the Mexican army. You don't have to be there. If you want to be beaten up by finances, be beaten up. But only you know that your right is to be debt free. Your right is to have financial freedom. God doesn't want you in debt. Trust me, I've been in debt. I've been in crushing debt, and, and, and God has set me free. If he can do it for me, trust me, if he can do it for me, if he can do it for me, he can do it for anyone. And the next one is we have the right to complete protection. You know, the Bible says... Uh, I'm guessing we all know Psalm 91, yeah? We all know it. That he gives us angels charge over us. He keeps us in all our ways, you know. A uh, thousand will fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand. If you're having a problem with protection, protection is your right. No matter where you are, protection is your right. And uh, the last one I want to mention about is uh, we, children and adults, you know, it's something we battle about, but we don't really talk about it much, and that's fear. We have the right to live without fear. For the Bible says, uh, I'm just going to try to say it from memory, <laughs> um, God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you're sitting out here battling with fear, I don't know, fear of what's going to happen tomorrow, fear about your health, fear about can I pay my bills this month, right? Whatever, fear will come in any form. God has not given you that spirit. That is the enemy trying to make you scared because God has not given you a spirit of fear. If the Bible says it, it's true. For what has he given us? A spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Because fear comes in and it messes you up, right? You forget. Fear will tell you that, you know, you're going to die tomorrow. Fear will tell you that you're not going to get that job. Fear will tell you is they're not going to renew your visa. Fear will tell you they're going to fire you tomorrow. And what happens is it messes up your mind. But the Bible says that, you know, we have a sound mind, and that can only come from God. Uh, what are some of the benefits we have? Again, I'm just going to hit on four. And these are very, you know, you may have heard these verses before, and I just want to break it down for you. Uh, we have been given the keys to the kingdom. You know, Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth, is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. So if there's something coming against you, you can bind it. That is your right. If you're a citizen of heaven, if you're a child of God, these are your benefits. You can do that. The enemy cannot, you know, like the Mexican army, the, the enemy cannot come and just grab you off the street and beat you up. 
you know, and for those here who, um, you know, I see a lot of serious faces, and uh, it's okay because I think you, you're thinking about what I'm saying. Um, if you're up here, you know, being un under the circumstances, that is, that's not your, you know, it's, uh, your right is to be above the circumstances. Amen? We should be above. We should never be below. You know, the, what's the blessing in Deuteronomy? You will always be on top and never at the bottom. So look at yourself and say, okay, am I at the bottom? It doesn't mean now, you see, another lie from the devil is if you're at the bottom, he's going to tell you, this is the most common lie. It's your fault. It's your fault. See, you got fired, it's your job. You know, uh, you're in debt, it's your fault. You're sick, it's your fault. It is not your fault. We are children of the living God. Amen. We are citizens of heaven. Now, uh, yeah, I'm going ahead. Next, very, 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 very important. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Remember what I told you about the Logos and the Rhema? The Holy Spirit will give you the Rhema word. So whatever situation you, I, 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 can, I, can, you know, I just want to make a statement here. Whatever situation you're in, whatever it is, how big, you know, like uh, your situation may be so big for you, may not be big for me, but for you it's big and it matters. There's an answer. I'm point, I don't mind I'm pointing to my laptop, but there's an answer in the Bible for whatever problem you have. Whatever problem you have. Don't think there is something that God can't do. You know, we can sing about it, right? But when it comes down to a real-life situation, there's sometimes, if we are being really honest about it, we think, you know what? I don't think God can do anything about this situation. That is a lie from the devil. That is a lie from the devil. No matter what you're going through, what answer you're seeking, you know, how deep your problem is, there is an answer, my brother and my sister, there is an answer in the Bible. Do not lose heart. Do not listen to what the Word tells you. Do not listen, I, I don't care who it is, if someone is telling you, uh, you know, something that is going to cause fear to you, that is not from God, because God doesn't operate in fear. You know, there are many times, you know, you wake up and... Maybe I should ask for a show of hands. No, I won't ask for a show of hands. It happens to me sometimes. I wake up in the morning, and I, I, th there's fear. And I'm like, no. And then I always speak that word, you know? God, because the fear, when fear comes, it, it doesn't make any sense. Right? You're like, why am I scared? And I always speak that when I feel that, I say, God has not given me a spirit of fear. Meaning, if God wants to talk to me, he will talk to me. You know, tell me, hey, son, you know, today don't go for that meeting. You know, God can tell me that. I'm his son, right? You know, like parents down here, how do you talk to your kids? Do you give them clues, cryptic clues? My child, breakfast will not be served in thy dining room. No. You know, like Kimmy, how would she talk to uh, Sienna? Not uh, King James Version, right? Yeah. So when that fear comes in, that is the enemy. You know, you can go straight up, you know, yeah, kids, even adults like me who still have their parents alive, we don't talk King James to them, right? You know, we, we talk like children, we, we talk like parents. And that's how the Holy Spirit moves. Another benefit, a, a real awesome benefit. We have, I've put it on here, we have the sword of the Spirit. Uh, I thought about it later, I should have put the whole thing. We have the armor of God. 
We have, if you're a child of God, you have access to the armor of God. The reason why I put the sword of the spirit is the sword of the spirit is the only, is the, is, is the weapon. You know, the armor of God protects us, but the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And I'm going to get to that very soon. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with that. And uh, the, last the last benefit that we have, and this is so awesome, you know, as leaders, uh, you know, managers, CEOs, you know, teachers, whatever, you know, whatever positions of authority we have, we normally try to keep everyone on the same level as us. But Jesus here said uh, in John 14, 12, the things that I do, you will do even greater. That for us, so, so many times for us, we think, you know, yes, we lay hands on someone and they get healed or their problem is solved and we think, ah, you know, I'm like, I'm doing what Jesus did. But actually, no. And uh, this is a challenge, you know, out here. But, uh, it's a challenge for me as well. Because Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do even greater. So that's a benefit we have. You know, when someone comes up to us uh, with a problem, you know, we are in the, you know, we're going to a hospital, we're given a chance to pray for people. If you believe it, it will come to pass. Whatever Jesus did, because he has given us that uh, authority, whatever he did, that we can do even greater than that. So coming down to, I just want to, to wrap up about the rights. Now, if you notice that Manuel was locked up illegally, being beaten up by the Mexican army, right? Uh, that's a true story, uh, by the way. So, um, no. Manuel was, just think about it, so Manuel was an American citizen. What if he didn't tell them he was an American citizen? He would have died an American citizen. The same thing, you know, the rights that you have. You see, we are, you know, as I said, we are citizens of heaven, right? We are from the kingdom of heaven. There's a kingdom of hell. Who's going to come and try, like the Mexican army, to always pull you into those things that are not of you. Right? So if you just stay like, you know, if you just stay down there and allow the enemy to beat you, you know, you're going to die, go to heaven, but when you look back, you're going to think, man, life on earth was terrible, because that's not, that's, not, uh, that's not God's will for you. So for you to activate these benefits and uh, your rights, what do you think you, we need to do? Anyone? We need to speak it. It's that simple. So you know your rights. So if, in if you don't know your rights, all your rights, I'm going to keep pointing to this like it's a Bible. All your rights are, in, all your rights are there in, in the Bible. You have a problem with your health? You don't just complain about it. You go and find the verse in the Bible, speak it. Just like Manuel said, I am an American citizen. Boom, everything stops. You can speak the word of God because if you don't speak it, right? The enemy is, is going to use it against you because all of that ends only by the spoken word. You, know, you remember what Jesus said? If you say unto this mountain, do you remember that? If you say unto this mountain, be removed and cast into the midst of the sea, it will happen. Jesus didn't say, if you know that you can say it, right? So imagine if you're saying, mm, I know I can speak to the mountain. The mountain's not going to move. You know, it, it is that simple. And that's why the enemy is, you know, he, he may be telling some of you, ah, that is too simple. Well, just speak it. Look at, what, look at your life. Look at how you're living. No, 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 no. It's not going to work for you. No, 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 no. The price of our sins of all, till the day we die have already been paid for. Right? All, it may be a little bit shocking to some of us, but all of those seemingly bad things that the enemy is telling you that, you know, 
it's not going to work for you. No, all of that has been paid for. The price, oops, the price has already been paid for. So we now as children, uh, we got to take that word, speak it. And I, I, I want to believe it as a challenge for you, church. I know it sounds simple. Look at the problems that you're going to write now. Even if it's not, if you're not going through any problem, amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. If one of your family members is going through it, I'm telling you, speak the word. Speak the word over it, and you will see it happen. You know, I just remember I see uh, Nikita down here. It's uh, a year ago, uh, August. You know, I was in deep financial problem, right? Deep, deep, deep. Yeah, exactly, a year ago. And I remember coming up for prayer, and uh, Nikita spoke the word of God over that situation. You know, uh, in like three months' time, I would say, uh, yeah, it, it was a business situation, you know, uh, and in like, it was about three months' time where I got the biggest business deal I had in the life of my business, you know, and that's how it works, speaking the word of God, speaking the word of God, amen. You can be sick. Find the verse, my brother and my sister. I'm not going to give you all the answers today. I want you to go and read it. Read the word. Write it down. You know, every verse that you get is like a bullet. And that bullet is going to shoot the enemy right down here. Because, you know, the, the word says that the enemy is like a roaring lion. He tries to come and devour you. But, just, you know, the enemy is actually under your feet. Because Jesus already put him down there. Speak the word. Amen? am I doing on time? Okay, I've got a few more minutes left. Um, is anyone here who's not a citizen of heaven? Anyone new here? No one. Okay, great. So, I will bring it, uh, I will wrap it up. Um, it, it, it's, it's this simple, right? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. There's just two things that uh, Jesus has asked us to do. Believe it in your heart and speak it. Um, if you don't believe it, don't speak it. It's not going to happen. You know, there's a story in the Bible that always made me laugh. They were, it was called the seven sons of, I think, Sceva. I could be pronouncing it wrong. So these seven dudes, they saw Paul, you know, doing all of these miracles in the name of Jesus. So they said, hey. These were, I'm guessing they were probably social media influencers of the, you know, of the Old Testament days. They were like, we can do what Paul did. So these seven guys went up to a demon-possessed man and said, in the name of who Paul believes, get out. And the demon said, I know Paul, and I know who he worships. I don't know who you are. And the demon beat those guys. They ran away from there naked. So you need to believe what you're saying. Because if you don't believe it, take some time. You know, uh, and this, is my, uh, this, this would be my advice. Take the word. It takes some time, you know, just like, uh, I always use gym example, I don't know why. But when you go to a gym, you know, uh, any gym, <laughs> any gym people here? Awesome. Anirudh? Was it Anirudh? I don't know. So when you go to the gym, oh yeah, we got another gym guy there. <laughs> um, when you go to the gym, you can't just lift, let's say, bench press. You can't do 100 kilos. You first start, I don't know, 30 kilos. Eat, you eat a lot of protein, you do 40 kilos. Eat a bit more protein, diet a little, you do 50 kilos, and you, and, you, and you build it up. So same way here, your faith has also got to build up. So first thing is identifying what your problem is, you know, because 
when you, it may not actually be what it is, it may be something completely different because you need to find a word that matches that situation. So identify what your problem is, find the word for that problem, keep speaking it. It's just like going to the gym. It may not, it may not, I'm just saying it may not happen instantly, but keep speaking it. Because as you speak it, your faith will grow. You know, when I wake up in the morning, uh, it may sound very uh, proud, I'll say, but hey, but that's my father. I can talk to my father, right, the way I like. I say, I am Fabian Jude Martin, and I am a child of the Most High God. You know, I am a joint heir with Christ. I say, I am loved, I am forgiven, I am blessed, I am highly favored. I speak these things over my life. You know, I say, I am healed, even if I'm not going through anything, I say, I am healed. I am successful, you know? I say, uh, I am the head and I am not the tail. I am always on top and never at the bottom. I declare these things over my life every day and I have seen changes happen, you know? And it saved me a lot of time from, uh, you know, trying to uh, create this one hour, two hour prayer where I'm trying to address every situation in my life. No, I found that, um, actually, sorry, uh, I will take that back. It's not, I didn't, I didn't find that. There was a time, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna wrap up with this. You know, about two years ago, um, I, I was driving in my car and uh, I was having quite a problem and I didn't have any answer and I was crying out to God to help. Crying out, begging him, begging him. Some of you may know the story. Begging him for help. Man, like I've never begged him before. Begging him, I need your help, please, please help me. I'm begging you, I'm begging you. And then I heard this voice say, so simple, still quiet. You know, if I, if I was a bit noisy, I wouldn't have even heard it. I, I heard this voice say, speak to me like a son, and I will speak to you like a father. Boom, that changed everything. And I'm like, here I am begging. I was like, have I ever begged my dad for breakfast? Don't recall. I may have begged him for a motorbike. but uh, And, you know, that word just sank into me, and that was a rhema word from God. So when I went back home, and I was like, I had to ask myself, how do I speak like a son, right? Because you may say, okay, how does a son speak? So all night I was thinking, okay, God told me to speak to him like a son, but how does a son speak? How does a son speak? And then when I woke up, I was speaking in tongues because I was like, I need to get to the bottom of this. And then the Lord showed me. Uh, he said, who is the ultimate son? Jesus. How did Jesus speak? When Jesus came to a problem, uh, sorry, not, not his problem. When someone came to Jesus with a problem, what did he say? Be healed, right? Anyone had a problem, he just spoke the word. And, it, and that's when the Holy Spirit revealed to me, that's how a son speaks. You speak what you want to happen in your life. Now, disclaimer, I'm not trying to be like some new age guy. I'm talking about the word of God. Find the word of God that applies to your life. Speak it into your life. I don't, know why I'm, I just need, I don't know why this just came to me right now. Someone out here wanting to get pregnant. I don't know if I saw Timmy and <laughs> it came to my mind. But if someone out here wanting to be pregnant, find the word of God. Speak it. Someone out here wanting to get married, find the word of God. Speak it. You know, there is no, I can guarantee you, there's no problem you're going through right now that God can't fix. There is no problem you're going through. You know, um, you, th you think about Abraham, right? It says that he went past that age of childbearing. How old was he when he got? Was he 99 or 100? He was 100. Imagine a guy at 100, right? 
bring for the, no, sorry, he didn't bring for the child. He uh, became a dad at, at 100. There is nothing impossible for God. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, it is never too late. It is never too late. Just take the word of God, speak it. Amen? And that right we get as children of God, as citizens of heaven. Amen?